What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. And we welcome back Alex uh, to the show this week after he celebrated 10 lovely years with his wife last week. So, Alex, congrats and welcome back. Thanks, thanks. Welcome back. uh, We've got uh, got a shout out to our, we got to give a shout out uh, to listeners, let let all of them know uh, Matt's playing Hurt tonight. Uh, so he's, uh, you know, he's, he's popping some some pain pills, and he's going to play through the pain. He's injured, but he's here to talk football because that's what he does. So kudos if I'm mumbling, I apologize. <laughs> so like always, we'll start off the show. Um, lots to get into tonight with, you know, just different topics um, around both college and NFL. So we'll start off um, like we do each and every night with our drink of the night, sponsored by our buddies at Spring Sports Brewery. Um, I know Matt's probably taking a pass just because of the shape he's in. I had to go to the uh, gas station as I'm broadcasting from out of town, and I, I picked myself up a, um, a Miller High Life Pounder. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, listen, it was a 30-ounce beer for like $1.60. That's, you know, that's impressive. I didn't know South Carolina had it that good. It, it, there's some there's some perks to this. I'll tell you what, this town of Greenville, I've never been here before, and it's like got uh, small big town vibes. I've never seen so many freaking places to eat in my life. I swear that's that must all these people do is just go out to eat because I've never seen so many restaurants in my life. But anyway, uh, I've got myself a Miller Light tonight or a Miller Highlight. Okay, I dig it. I'm uh. I'm not. I, I, I'm keeping it simple today. I'm not doing any beers or any seltzers or anything like that. I'm drinking. I'm drinking my usual, my uh, my old smoky salty caramel whiskey. There we go. All right. So we got some whiskey down there for Alex and uh, Matt. I'm assuming you're probably taking it easy with maybe only water. Uh, I'm drinking a Pedialyte. Pedialyte. There you go. Even better. Good enough for infants. Good enough for this show. So that's. <laughs> That's what we're doing tonight. Um, we hope uh, if you're drinking a drink, you enjoy it responsibly as we get into some football. So, gentlemen, as we always do, we'll start off in college football. Nothing, um, nothing super crazy as the rankings were released last night. We'll um, recap some of the games that happened and preview some of the games coming up. Uh, major upsets this past week. Uh, Oklahoma finally got their first loss of the season. Uh, against Baylor, we thought that it was a long time coming for Oklahoma to lose because they've been flirting with disaster all season. So they finally get knocked from the ranks of the unbeatens. Um, some ranked versus ranked matchups in the top 25, Mississippi, or as we call them, Ole Miss, the running Rebels. Uh, they beat Texas A&M 29 to 19. An ACC battle between NC State and Wake Forest. Wake bounces back and wins a shootout 45-42. to um, A couple other upsets. Auburn had a huge 28-3 to lead, ended up blowing it against Mississippi State in Jordan-Hare. Uh, so that was an upset. Um, but other than that, nothing crazy. The Gators um, had the most embarrassing win I've ever, I've ever uh, seen in my life. I didn't watch a second of the game. I'm glad I didn't. And then uh, Miami, unfortunately, had a tough blow. Uh, Florida State converts a fourth and 14 late in the game to uh, extend their drive, which ended up resulting in the game-winning touchdown. So Florida State uh, takes that one 31-28. Matt, I'm sure you were dialed into that game. What are your, uh, what are your takeaways from the Canes this past week? Uh, poor clock management and uh... – the game never should have been that close because they really just phoned it in in the first quarter. Um, I mean, I will say that I will talk a little smack that Florida State, you still are that crappy that we gave you every opportunity to blow that game out of the like to blow. They get we get, Miami basically was trying to lose that game by like double digits to start that game and didn't really, and they were down big, but. They were never really out of the game, and that just proves just how bad a Florida State team is that Miami just lost to. Um, I mean, we just saw that uh, Blake James just got fired to AD, so who knows what that's going to end up being. There's a lot of rumors being swirled around. Manny may still be there next year. He may not be. Um, You know, I think they took some chances. I don't think it went their way. 
Um, you know, it was a tough loss for sure. You wanted that fifth straight against Florida State. Um, you know, you don't want to lose to a bad team and you want to keep your season just looking like the turnaround that it was. All you can do is now just hope that uh, you don't skid for the rest and uh, you don't lose too many recruits. I personally think that as much as I think Manny did get out coached in some aspects, I still think that based on what we have seen, you need to keep him because you've got a lot of young freshmen right now that are playing tough and that really sets the program back. Um, I think you just got to find an AD that's willing to work with him for a year, give him a year. Um, if it's another year like this, then, you know, see you later. Not even a chance. If, you know, you keep the recruits and they can start playing well or, you know, offseason looks good. Hey, but, you know, hey, I'm going to be an optimistic fan because I'm tired of hearing pessimism, especially in Miami. Blake James is gone. That is positive, no matter – even if you lose to Florida State. So There you go. There's your silver lining there, Canes fans. So, we mentioned that there was some – you know, upsets, but nothing crazy. The uh, the college football playoff rankings, the top seven did not change, so it still sits at Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Michigan State. A couple of teams right on the cusp, 8 through 12, all moving up. Uh, any, any surprises, anything of note from the rankings? Like I said, there's not much shuffling at all in the top seven, so there's not really anything that I have. I, that I take issue with this week, but I do want to point out something notable here is that Notre Dame is sitting there at nine and one ranked eighth. Their only loss is to 10 and 0 Cincinnati. If Cincinnati stays undefeated, if somehow Sparty uh, can beat Ohio State or if Ohio State beats Michigan State, and then loses to Michigan, you're going to have two Big Ten teams with two losses, and Notre Dame's one loss being only to Cincinnati. You have a backdoor chance that the Fighting Irish get in there at four at the end of the season, assuming that they win out. So that's just a notable that I looked at. I, it's highly unlikely, um, but I know that there would be a lot of college football fans who would probably be – upset if the college football playoff had both Cincinnati and Notre Dame in it. Yeah, uh, that would be um <laughs> it would be pretty unprecedented to be honest. Absolutely because here's the other scenario and I'll I'll pose this question to Alex first. If <clears throat> Georgia and Alabama win out the rest of their regular season games and they make it to Atlanta for the SEC championship Alabama will have had one loss. Georgia would have been undefeated. If Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game for their first loss, are they still both in the playoff? If Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC playoff game, they will fall out of the top four for being a two-loss team. But what if they beat Georgia and give Georgia their only loss? I think Georgia stays top four. So then both of them would be in. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, they would. They would okay. just flip, I think they would just flip spots. And Georgia would be at two, and Alabama would be at one. All right, so that is that is once again a possibility is that the SEC championship game could also be potentially the national championship game. So we'll keep our eye on that. Um, I don't think that there will be many people outside of SEC country that would be happy if that was the case either. But we will see. The, um, the slate for this weekend has some intrigue because there are some big-time matchups that will definitely shake up the college football playoff. And it starts right at noon, right on ABC, right in the Big Ten. Sparty goes into the horseshoe, Michigan State versus Ohio State. Uh, I know Ohio State just got that big win over Purdue who just upset Michigan State. Michigan State's got to bounce back. They're coming off the loss to Purdue. Ohio State's a big favorite. It doesn't mean they can just, you know, mosey on in there and sleepwalk through it. Sparty will have some juice. So that's going to be a big game uh, this weekend for sure, uh, obviously with some college football playoff implications. Wake Forest and Clemson, this one would have been a great a great game if Clemson didn't suck this year because Wake is in the top ten. 
Clemson has usually been obviously a very good program, um, but not as much um, hype because of the types of season Clemson's having. Matt's Iowa State Cyclones, they get to go into uh, Boomer Sooner land to play against Oklahoma. And we've already saw Oklahoma lose last weekend. They may be on back-to-back upset alert with this game. I think Iowa State and Matt Campbell can definitely go in there and beat Oklahoma in Norman. So just keep keep your eye out for that one. A uh, couple other notables. Uh, Florida State goes to Boston College. That's a noon kick. BC is a good football team. I know Florida State's coming off of a big win, but I still think BC is a pretty good football team, so it's not going to be anything easy for FSU. Uh, they still don't have that great of a roster. Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, 230 on NBC. Because Notre Dame is ranked eighth, you got to keep your eye on them. The 330 CBS spotlight game, number 21, Arkansas against the, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. I don't expect there to be an upset, but you never know. We'll see what happens if, uh, if the Hogs can pull one off here. It would be a massive one, uh, but you got to keep your eye on that game as well. Cincinnati and SMU, those are the two best teams in their conference. I don't expect Cincinnati to uh, get upset, but it's 3.30 on ESPN because Cincinnati's ranked fifth, so they're putting them on nationally televised spotlight games for the country to be able to see if they're for real. And let's face it, Cincinnati hasn't steamrolled anybody as of late, so it'll be interesting. Um Florida, they've got that weird game against Missouri. It's finally at 4 o'clock and not at noon. Um, I, I expect the Gators to hopefully run the football because Missouri ranks 129th out of 130 teams against run defense. So they really need to just pound the rock with Damian Pierce and Emory Jones and get back to Mullen's style of offense. The ABC spotlight game is in the Pac-12. The quack attack go to Salt Lake City to play against the Utah Utes. Um, Oregon ranked third in the country. Utah ranked 23rd. Uh, so it's a big game. The winner of this game will clinch a spot in the Pac-12 championship game. They are in opposite divisions, um, so they could technically still see each other in the Pac-12 title game. Miami's got a 7:30 kick against Virginia Tech, who just fired Brian Fuente as their head coach. It's not in Blacksburg, so I do expect Miami – uh, to bounce back against Virginia Tech. Uh, it would be a different story if it was in Hokieville, but it is down in uh, Hard Rock. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be, uh, you know, once again, an interesting week. Like I said, there's a couple of notables just because there could be some shakeups in the playoffs. It's not like it's a, you know, a crazy, intriguing slate, but there's enough. So anything you're keeping your eye on this week, boys, besides your teams? Um, I don't really have anything I'm really on the lookout for. Uh, we've seen Arkansas hit or miss all season long. I, I do think that they'll make the game a little bit more interesting for Alabama this weekend. Um, I don't think they'll win. I just think it'll it'll make Alabama kind of stumble a little bit. Um, outside of that, man, I, I don't see really anything else on 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 anything in the top seven, top eight that's really going to find. Hey, there's going to be a massive and it you know shake the rankings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would be massive in terms of shaking the tree yeah. is just, you know, the Michigan State-Ohio State game if the Buckeyes happen to lose. So, we'll, we'll see. Matt, I know you'll be you'll be uh, paying attention to the Canes, obviously, because it's always a battle when they play Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, I'll be paying attention to any upset alerts, but, I mean, nothing that you haven't already said, so. Yeah. Well, it'll be a, it'll be a magical uh, Saturday, as it always is, and if it's not magical, it'll at least be wacky, so. With that being said, we'll transition into the big boy league, the paid players league, known as the National Football League. We'll, uh, we'll look at our, uh, our picks here. We'll look at some of the results, and then we'll get into the preview of this week. So, once again, uh, the week started out wacky. Uh, Ravens, Dolphins on Thursday night. If you had the Dolphins winning this game, let alone winning by double digits, um, I want to know uh, – Who's reading your crystal ball for you? Dolphins win 22 to 10. First time in Lamar Jackson's career as a running back. Um, he calls hype that his team did not score 15 points or more. Cowboys and Falcons. After the Cowboys just got absolutely dog walked by the Broncos the week prior, they dog walked the Atlanta Falcons 43 to 3. 40 point victory in the NFL is pretty absurd. 
Titans and Saints. Titans squeak one out, 23-21. Uh, if you had the Saints, you got the cover by the book. It was two and a half. Somehow the Titans keep winning without King Henry. Colts, Jaguars. Colts got off to a fast start, 17 points early. Held on to win. Jaguars battled back. Browns and Patriots. Browns are A, beat up, and B, stink. Patriots are starting to roll. They dominate 45-7. to Bills bounce back just like we all thought that they would. 45-17 over the Jets. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. We had a tie in the NFL, and, it, and of course, the Detroit Football Lions and Motor City Dan Campbell were involved as they go into Heinz Field against the Steelers, and they tie 16-16. to I got to be honest, boys. The NFL needs to get rid of the tie. They need to do something where teams don't tie anymore. I mean, whether it's just go for two or kick field goals or whatever the hell you want to do. But tying in the NFL, the fact that you still freaking allow it is just kind of ridiculous to me at this point. But whatever. Buccaneers and and Washington football team, if you thought Washington was going to play the way that they did and force Brady into the mistakes that he made, um, then you're a better, smarter man than I Washington 29 to 19 and, and another upset this week. But what? Panthers and Cardinals. Yeah, just crazy. Panthers and Cardinals, the return of Cam Newton. Cam scores two touchdowns on his first two plays in at quarterback. Uh, the Panthers get their groove back. They beat the Cardinals, who didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins, but the Panthers win 34 10. Or Vikings, Chargers. Chargers couldn't cover Justin Jefferson, couldn't stop the run late. Vikings uh, got an interception on Herbert that resulted in a touchdown. Vikings win 27-20. to 20. Eagles and Broncos. Eagles go to the Mile High City and actually dominate Denver, who just got off a dominant win. So, once again, two teams that you can't figure out. Eagles win 30-13. Seahawks-Packers. It was Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. You thought maybe it would be a shootout. It was not. Packers win 17 to nothing. First time. Uh, Russell Wilson has ever been shut out. Sunday Night Football, Chiefs and Raiders. Mahomes got his group back, five touchdowns, 400 yards passing. Don't look now, but the Chiefs are starting to get hot, which is not what I want to be saying on this show. Chiefs win 41-14. Monday Night Football, Rams with OBJ after losing Robert Woods to the Tornado Uh OBJ does nothing. Rams do nothing. 49ers dominate 31-10. Um, so, with that all being said, boys, um, any any takeaways, anything that surprised you uh, from this past week in the NFL? Surprise? Yeah, anything. Surprise, anything you learned, takeaways, any um, anything. Surprising, surprising, surprising. Um, okay, let's go. Let's start off with Washington. Um how they pulled it off, but it caught uh, Chase Young is now out for the season. They're down multiple starters on that defensive line that has been so strong for them for the last couple of years. That team is not going to play as well as they did last week for the rest of the season. It's just not going to happen. I would agree with that. I'm sorry. Crazy to me. Um, another shocker. What What is going on in L.A., dude? Um, I don't want it's the OBJ curse, but good God, it's probably the OBJ curse. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably is. Matt said it. I go from uh, an offense that's the highest scoring in the league at this point and the number one wide receiver and quarterback duo in the NFL this season, and you only put 10 points on the board. Um, Matt Stafford showed that Matt Stafford was the Lions quarterback this week. Uh, blew my mind on just how bad that game was. I sat through it. I don't know why I sat through it, but I did. Uh, because you've got Cooper Cup in fantasy. Well, yeah, I mean, I got Cooper Cup, but I didn't sit through the entire Seahawks game, and they're, they're my number two team. That was a blowout. Yeah. Uh, it's not even a blowout. It's points, but that's a blowout. Yeah. I'll yeah. say this. The one thing that I learned or my key takeaway from this past week in the NFL is that there is there are no great teams in the league. Everybody <laughs> – Everybody on any giving Sunday in this in this league can lay an absolute dud or just not show up. I mean, there's good teams, you know, good. You know, Packers are eight and two, Titans are eight and two, Cowboys are seven and two. There's good teams, but nobody is an unbeatable, invincible team. Everybody in the league 
has laid at least one dud where you're like, they look like crap. Yep. So that is my takeaway is that there is no great team in the league. There's, yeah, there's... and I, that's coming I'm, – I'm saying that because uh, – or agreeing with that because of, you know, the way the Dolphins beat the Ravens, the way Washington beat the Bucks. I mean, the fact that Pittsburgh thinks that they're still good and they end up tying fucking Detroit. Like, yeah. there's just – there's been so many instances of football as of late that it's just you really don't know what the heck you're going to get until you're, you know, yeah. a quarter and in. I mean – if you're an if you're a book if you're a bookmaker or if you're a freaking you know ga- you know a, a a gambler who's trying to bet that you can't you can't freaking pick these teams week no. to week. I mean, you got no. You think usually by the time we get to week ten, week eleven, you're like, all right, I got a good feel for these teams. Who's healthy? How they play? I've seen the eyeball test. Are they clicking? Are they not clicking? Right now, it's fucking flip a coin. You don't know who you're getting. The Cowboys were down 30 to nothing against Denver two weeks ago, and they win by 40 the following week. How about the fact, I mean, though, that the – how about the fact that the Packers-Seahawks game, A, took forever, yeah. and B, was like 3 nothing for like three and a half quarters. Yeah, and all of a sudden, the Packers' defense, which has been – you know, average at best all season has only given up seven points in two games. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, it's just crazy, dude. There's a lot of injuries going on right now. A lot of teams that are really that too. Their, who their quarterback or who their wide receiver is going to be. Yeah, it, it's just so much going on with the season. These long friggin' these long long situations where they're not getting a break. Uh, you can start seeing it wear down on the teams, especially with how. How, how different the league was last year with with the relationship. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a it's definitely been a wacky at least two week period just in terms of upsets and games coming out of nowhere, which leads us to how we did in our picks. I mean, we were average as the day is long for week ten. My dad went seven and six. I went six and seven. Matt and Alex both went five and eight. So I mean, it was four. It was a poor week for us in terms of our picks. Is that my worst week? We all missed on the Ravens. We all missed on the Bucks. We all missed on the Steelers. We all missed on the Cardinals. We all missed on the Broncos. And we all missed on the Rams. I mean, my God. So that uh, that brings us to the season totals right now. I sit at 95 and 54. My dad's at 93 and 56. Alex is at 91 and 58. And Matt is at 86 and 63. So that brings us to this week's slate, which starts off on Thursday night as it has for a while. The Patriots just coming off a dominating victory over the Browns go to Atlanta, who are coming off a completely embarrassing loss to the Dallas Cowboys. The, the Patriots won 45-7. to The Falcons lost 43-3. to Currently, the line sits at Patriots minus six and a half. The over-under is 47. And simple logic tells you the Patriots just dominated. The Falcons just got dominated. The Patriots should cover the six and a half. No problem. But then the way this season's going, something should tell you. The Falcons are probably going to make this one close and cover the six and a half. Now, all that being said, I'm picking the Patriots to win the game. But do not be surprised if somehow – the Falcons make this a twenty-four to twenty-one football game. Yeah, I, listen, I you know I'm not really good at betting or anything. I would absolutely bet the over this, um, just because I know it's going to go over forty-seven and a half points. Um, there you go. It's it's one of those weird situations where, like you just said, right? We saw the Falcons get absolutely dominated. Saw the Patriots absolutely and go five straight, right? Um, but the Patriots are the traveling team on a short week coming down to Atlanta. This could be the week where they fumble and, you know, end up screwing up and lose really bad to a team that is, exactly. a, is a really bad um, That being said, I picked the Patriots at the beginning of the season as luck would have it. So, I'm going Patriots. All right, Alex is rolling with the Patriots. My dad's got the Patriots. Matt, you going swing pick or are you sticking with the Pats? Remember, I got the Patriots. 11 and 6 this season, so I'm on something. That is true. They're they're starting to get there. Um, yeah, no, I got the Patriots. I think the Falcons are much improved as years gone on. Mac Jones is playing good football, and yeah, yeah, 
He is playing good football. Next one on the list, the Motor City Dan Campbells go to the dog pound. Right now it's Cleveland minus 11 and a half over under 43 and a half. That's a big line for the Browns who have a hurt quarterback. They're missing their two running backs. They've got nobody playing good on offense right now. And the defense is struggling. I, I am very, very tempted to allow the Lions to get their first win of the season here. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with the Browns. But that 11 and a half, no way are the Browns covering 11 and a half. Right now. So I'm taking yeah. the dog pound to win. Yeah, I'd have to agree. As much as the Browns looked like they were good like a week ago, um, they just look like they're missing some beats right now. Obviously, they're dinged up. Um, Lions keep fighting, but the way the season has gone, something tells me that we're going to have our first winless team on the expanded schedule, but won't have the 17 losses because they tied. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if, and only the Lions could pull this off if they tied back-to-back weeks. Oh, my God. Could you I mean, imagine? I don't even want to watch that. <laughs> Alex, you made this pick before the season started. You're still sticking with it. Still sticking with it, man. Uh, listen, I'm doing what they did last week because I had them at 1-16 and 16 on the season. And um, this was not the one. This is definitely not the one. <laughs> Damn you, Dan Campbell. I, I, I do listen, I gotta say, I, I do appreciate the fight that he's putting into this team. You can see it now, right? It's not just talk, it's not just a grown ass man crying on the podium. You can actually see this team fighting for these wins. They, they, they you can tell that they want it more so than a lot of teams that are winning really good games. Um, so I, my hats off to you, man. You're definitely changing the culture there, and you're gonna make Detroit a really good team. Won't be this season. Um, I've got the Browns. All right, so we are all chalk on Patriots and Browns to start the pick. Uh, this third game, we've got a team uh, come traveling across country on a short week. That is the 49ers as they come to Jacksonville. Right now it's 49ers, minus 6.5, over-under is 45.5. Um, 49ers are playing good football. I know I just said that they're on the short week and traveling cross country, so that doesn't help their cause. But regardless, I think that they're playing good enough football um, where I'm going to pick them to win. This could be one of those games, though, where Jacksonville makes it closer than the experts think. So the six and a half, I think I would um, avoid that spread unless you can unless you see the line move down in favor for the Niners. But I'm taking the 49ers to win the game on the money line. Um, I'm inclined to see that this could be an upset just because it is a short week and it is travel. I'm just not fully committed to being able to pick Jags for that yet. So I'm going to still roll 49ers, even though I really truthfully don't think they're very good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not impressed by either team, but I was impressed with the way that the 49ers just played against the Rams. So Alex, yeah. you picked this one before it started. Where are you going? Uh... <laughs> you got Jags. <laughs> I mean, Alex did have the Jaguars winning seven games, so I he's did. I mm-hmm. did. Uh, listen, I've I, this is I, we see him every week. Uh, uh, this is like the 49ers are starting to play really good. Garoppolo's kind of put himself in a position where he's not making mistakes; he's making the right throws. Um, in a situation where I thought Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback this at this point in the season with the full time starting job, I am surprised he's not. Yeah, it is shocking to me as well, but um, it's kind of hard to just sit somebody who's going like, you know, 18 of 20 and 300 yards. So, uh, it, I got the Jags, Duval, what's up? I know a lot of my guys at work are going to love this pick. I'm not comfortable. I'm going to say that now. I'm not, but I'm not changing it. So, All right. Well, there you go. You stick with it. He's sticking with his gut. It's a swing pick as the rest of us have the Niners. Uh, next one is Colts and Bills. This one's going to be a competitive game, I think. I'm going to take the Bills um, to win as my pick. Right now it's Bills minus 7.5. Over-under is 50.5. That 7.5 point spread is way too high in my opinion. Um, I would take the Colts plus the 7.5 if I was picking a side to wager on. But I'm taking the Bills 
to win the game outright. Um, I think that the defense will be opportunistic in terms of creating turnovers against Carson Wentz. And I think the Bills have just, when they're rolling, they've got the more explosive offense. I know the Colts are more of a running team. The Bills are obviously a passing team. Um, But we'll see how it goes. I'm going to circle the wagons this week, though. Yeah, it's a tough one for me because I've been pulling for the Colts a little bit. Um, But I still think uh, Allen gets it done. Uh, I think it will be a competitive game. But I just think that Allen will be clicking. Basically, it'll come down to who's going to have better quarterback play, and I think Allen will take that. There you go. I would agree with that. Alex, which way you swayed? Uh, it's funny. I won't say what I'm going to say until I'm going to say it at the end of the show about what my picks were this week. I'm looking at it right now, and I honestly don't know what I was thinking when I picked these. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Like, I really, when I look at it, and you're going to, I'll say it at the end of the show so everybody can see what I'm talking about here. But um, I've got the Bills. I think it was just a rough couple weeks for them. Obviously, they made a bounce back last week, but again, it was the Jets, so who is surprised? All right. There you go. So, okay. Probably just, you know, a good feeling like, oh, yeah, hey, let's get our mojo back. They're going to play against the Colts. They are tough, but I think that they're going to end up beating them. All right, so we are all on the Bills there. You brought up the Jets. Um, they are hosting the Dolphins. Currently, it's uh, Dolphins minus three and a half over under is 45. Joe Flacco is going to start at quarterback for the Jets. Um, I mean, the Dolphins were very impressive on defense on uh, – Thursday night football against the Ravens. If they keep that kind of defense up, there's no way the Jets are scoring points with Flacco at quarterback. So I'm going to take the Dolphins in the hopes that they just continue playing that level of defense. Yeah. um, Weirdly enough, I think if Wilson were playing, I'd be like, yeah, this is probably like a toss-up. Sorry, Flacco. Experience or not, not happening. I think Dolphins won this game. All right, Alex, where are you going? You got Jets or Dolphins? Uh, despite my last comment about the Jets, <laughs> listen, as fate would have it, Joe freaking Flacco is starting this week, and I have the Jets winning against the Dolphins. So well, there you go. Crystal ball magic here. Let's see it. Let's see it go through. I don't have the Jets winning much. I only have them winning five games a season. That was probably over mystic, and, and I knew they were going to be bad. So, um, well, they can still get to the five, and if they pull this one out. Yeah, they can. They can still get there. Um, I picked the Jets. Again, I don't know why I picked them. Probably because I was sold on the fact that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to be there and Tua is just a shit quarterback, and I still believe that. So, all right, that's, that's where I'm at. You've got a swing pick. So, so far in the picks this week, Alex has both the Jaguars and the Jets. Uh, um, so, <laughs> we've got the Washington football team going to Carolina to play the newly led Cam Newton Panthers. Uh, right now, it's Panthers minus three over under is 43. We already know that before the season, Alex picked Washington to win this game. So, he doesn't have to make this pick because he'll never pick the Panthers. Um, I am, however, going to pick the Panthers because of – some of the facts that Alex mentioned, Chase Young is out. Their defense will never play that good again the rest of the season. And I think that the Panthers now have their true mojo and identity, which is run with Cam, run with McCaffrey, dump it off to McCaffrey, and then throw uh, short and deep to Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore. So I've got the Panthers. We know Alex has Washington. Matt, what do you got? Panthers for all those same reasons. All right, and Alex, if you want, you can announce your pick, even though we know what it is. Yeah, so, uh, listen, this is one of those ones where I was confident in what the Washington football team would be this year. Well, I mean, we we all were because we all predicted them to win the division. I I was not confident in the Panthers. I'm going 2-15. and 15. It's already been scratched. Yep. I also did not have Cam Newton playing for his old friggin' team, the Washington football team, losing their star defender for the friggin' season. That's right. So I have got the Washington football team beating the Panthers, and I know <laughs> it is wrong. I know it's wrong before this game even kicks off, and I hate the pick. But I made it. I'm sticking to it. All right. Man with conviction there. Ravens and Bears right now. It's um, Baltimore going to Chicago. Ravens minus four and a half over under is 45. 
Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a bounce back game for the Ravens here, so I'm going to take them. But I will not be shocked in the slightest if the Bears' defense stymies the Ravens and the Ravens get into a little bit of a funk. I think that they're an overrated football team. I, I, we all, everybody who listens to this show really- knows, knows our opinions on the Ravens and their offense. It's, it's too gimmicky to win when it matters in the NFL. Um, but with all that being said, I'm still picking the Ravens to win this game. Uh, so this is probably going to be my only swing pick of the week. Uh, I, got I, think, the- I think Alex has got Chicago. Yeah. I got the Bears. I just, I don't, I'm not sold on the Ravens still. Um, not even after last week. I just haven't been. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I think the Bears still play pretty solid defense. They do. Their offense, eh, that's remains to be seen. But, you know, uh, they could get a defensive score. You never know. This game could be out of hand for the Ravens because they can't play from behind, really. So, I'm going Bears. Probably my swing. You got Bears, Alex. Where are you going? So I've got I've got the Bears. Uh, <laughs> I got I got the Bears. I knew you did because uh, you had them winning twelve games. Yeah. No. So okay. So check it out. I like the way Justin Fields is playing. I feel confident in him. Been a little bit rocky, but he's a rookie. Okay. Um, he played much better in that game against Pittsburgh last week. He played much better in that game last week, which was the week after he called out his coaching staff for not letting him play the playbook like he's doing in practice. Bravo, you young, big hung dude. Let me tell you what. That was a bold move, and I fully support the man for doing it. I've got the Bears winning. Um, I said it while you were talking, but the Ravens are a really bad, good team. Mm-hmm. It, it 100%. From, well said. We go from the Ravens are struggling on why is it Lamar Jackson, all that jazz, right? Um, and then and then it goes, oh, Lamar Jackson silences the haters by leading his team to a comeback win. Is he the dark horse for an MVP candidate? Hell no. He got his ass whooped last week, and he showed everybody that he is the most inconsistent quarterback out there. Watching Lamar Jackson play quarterback is like watching the Saints play football all freaking season. You don't know what you're going to get. That's it. So they I'm just get lucky. They, They're one I, of those teams that things just fall their way a lot of yeah. times. Um, you know, whether that's coaching, it comes down to coaching and being prepared, I don't know, but I'm still just not sold. I still think they're a really bad, good team. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the Saints. They're the next ones on the uh, on the game schedule here. They've got uh, a date with the Eagles in Philadelphia. Currently, it's Eagles minus two over under 43 and a half. Saints coming off a close loss. Eagles coming off a dominant road win. Uh, this is this is a Jekyll and Hyde coin flip game because you don't know which team you're going to get. So honestly, I have no fucking clue who's going to win. Um, but I uh, I'm just going to pick the Eagles just because they looked better one week ago. So I'm going to go with the Eagles and just hope that that's the case. Yeah. Um, I know why I picked this team when I picked them and it was solely for the fact that I needed them to beat this team because I absolutely more than any other team in the NFL. I hate this team so much, but I need them to beat the Eagles this week. That is my swing pick. Uh, you got the Saints, Matt. Where are you going? Actually, I have the Saints, too. I don't think you're going to see as good of a Philly team. Saints, as much as I get are another bad, good team or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't even know if they're a good team. I think they're an average team. Yeah, but I still think their average can be better than what Philly can put up consistently. So That's fair. Uh, so you guys are rolling with the Saints. Uh, my dad and I are on the Eagles. This next one is uh, going to take us literally no time. Texans, Titans, Titans minus 10 over under 44 and a half. I've got the Titans. Only thing I'm going to add to this is it's disrespectful that it's only a 10 point spread. Even if without Derek, him. If Derrick Henry was playing, it might be 17. Dude, even without him, come on. I, I'm with you. Are you guys waiting for me? No, yeah. no, no. We're all chalk on the Titans. You don't even have to, you don't even have to announce the pick because you don't. You already said that the Texans were going to win week one and then lose the rest of the season. They're in another game. Oh, yeah. Dude. So there we go. We're hey, still double-digit favorite, by the way. Yeah. They're calling that. Still riding that one. It could be one of the greatest predictions of all time. Alex said they were going to win, win week one and then lose every single game the rest of the way. Right now, they're making him look like a genius. Uh, next, Bulldogs next. are making me look that way, too. <laughs> 
Packers, Vikings, it's in Minnesota. It's Packers minus two and a half, over-unders 49 and a half. I watched both of these teams play on Sunday. Um, I was impressed with Justin Jefferson. I wasn't impressed with anybody else on Minnesota. Um, Aaron Rodgers is back. I know the Packers are missing Aaron Jones at running back, but A.J. Dillon is still a beast. That's why it's important to have two good running backs in this league because not they don't all stay healthy all season long. With that being said, I'm going to take the Packers because, let's face it, they've got Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Yeah, as much as I don't want to pick it, I'm going to go Packers. Um, the Vikings just are continuing to prove that they're a letdown this year. Alex, where are you going? You going um, Packers or are you going Vikings? I picked the Vikings. All right, uh, so Alex is going Skull, which is one of his more popular picks as the year goes on. He's already picked the Vikings. What? Six times so far. I, I had them going nine and eight. So it, <laughs> it, it is. I had them winning against Green Bay. I also That's... think Aaron. I made my picks about Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Yeah, that is true. That's All actually right. funny. Usually, I've been the one that rides Minnesota uh, more. Yeah, but you I've you dump them as soon as they lose to Neil Hunter because you know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's the uh, Bengals, uh, Bengals, Raiders. This one's basically a pick 'em right now. It's Cincinnati minus one in Sin City. Over under is fifty. Uh, both of these teams. All I have to say is, who the hell knows? I'm gonna take the Bengals to win just because I don't want the Raiders to win, and that's about all the logic I've put into it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a tough one. I don't know. Raiders have looked good at points, and then so the Bengals. So I'm going to go with the, uh, go with the uh, you know, Midwest Cats. Give me All the right, Bengals. So Alex is going with the, the Bengals, or uh, Matt's going with the Bengals. Alex, where are you going there? Listen, I'm going to say this very clearly. I think the Bengals win this game. But he's picked. But he's gonna pick the Raiders. But I picked the Raiders, so 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 you're sticking to it. So I'm sticking to it. I don't like. I feel like the Bengals coming off a bye have got stuff figured out. They're a really good team here. Way better than the five and twelve I had them at. Um, so they're proving me wrong. I I I rode them really hard last year. I think we all had them as a five win team. Yeah. So, look, I, I was high on them last year, and they screwed me. So, I said, I'm not doing that this year, and now they're screwing me again. That's because they're the Bengals. Doing an opposite thing. They are. So, we got a 50-50 split there. Matt and I are on the Bengals. Alex and my dad are on the Raiders. This next one, Cardinals-Seahawks. It's tough to pick this game because you don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play or not. If Kyler Murray plays, it's a different story. If he doesn't, it's obviously a much different story. Currently, it is Cardinals minus two and a half on the road over under 48. That line tells me Vegas Vegas thinks Murray's going to play. That's what the line tells me. It hasn't been announced. But if Vegas has given the Cardinals a two and a half point uh, advantage, that means they don't think that Colt McCoy is going to be the, the quarterback. Until I hear it, I can't pick it. Uh, so I'm going to go with Russ and the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks have proven to us that they are definitely not um, as potent of an offense or defense. They've just got some high-paid high names on their team. Um, with that being said, I'm going to hope that they bounce back, and I'm going to hope that Kyler Murray's not the quarterback, or otherwise I'm probably going to be kicking myself. I'm going to take Seattle here. Uh, crazy enough, I don't care if Kyler's playing or not. I'm still picking Arizona. Um uh, I'm just what? not convinced. I did not see and, that. And, and if Kyler's playing, Russ 2.0 is going to beat Russ 1.0. That is, that is a, good, uh, a good assumption. Alex, where are you going with this? Look, man, I got my favorite in the NFL. I went Seahawks um, last couple of weeks as well. I was upset because Russell Wilson got hurt, and that screwed my picks. So um, he's that back. He will be playing. Cardinals are starting to start. Knew they would. Let's go. All right. There you go. That settles that settles that. We got a 50-50 split there on that one. Two for the Seahawks, two for the Cardinals. This next one, Cowboys Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. Right now it's Chiefs minus two and a half. Over under is 56. 
I really, really need the Cowboys to win this football game. So for that reason, um, on top of the fact that I think that they've been a little bit more consistent than the Chiefs, I'm taking the Cowboys uh, to win this game. If they tied, I'd be okay with that. But as long as the Chiefs don't win. So I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, weirdly enough, as much as I normally would not make this pick, um, I am picking the Cowboys. I think the Chiefs are still an overrated team. Um, I don't think they're, they've proven that they're what they were, um, even with last week. Um, so it's not convinced. I still think Mahomes looks off, even though he's made a couple of good plays as of late. Cowboys are more consistent as much as it pains me to say that. So, All right. unfortunately, Cowboys. Alex, you got a swing pick here, or are you going with Dallas? I do not have Dallas. All right, so Alex has got a swing pick. He's going with the Chefs. Yeah. Um, I, look, they're playing a, a, I don't know, top derby, if you want to call it that. I, I don't know what they're going to do one week or the next. Um, you guys are screwing me with Kelsey. I need you to get him the ball. Stop screwing around. Um, that being said, I, I did pick the Chiefs. I think the Cowboys would be as good as they are right now. And um, I hate it. I hate it so much that I made a bet today at work. <laughs> if the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl, I have to buy and wear a Dak Prescott jersey for the Super Bowl game. But if they don't, my coworker, who is a Cowboys fan, has to buy and wear a Devonta Smith jersey. I can't wait. All right. There you go. That's the bet. Well, uh, Sunday night football, Steelers, Chargers. It's in L.A. The Chargers desperately need to move back to San Diego, but that's for another day. Right now, it's Chargers minus five and a half, over under is 46 and a half. The Steelers just tied the Lions. That's all I'm going to say. I'm picking the Chargers. Yep, I think Herbert bounces back. I think the Chargers bounce back. I think the Steelers prove that they're still pretty mediocre at best, and Chargers get the win. Alex, where are you going with this one? I got the Chargers. Um... Like I said at the beginning of the year, I, I, I liked what the uh, Steelers were doing, but I didn't think they were going to be a good team. They're sh- right. Uh, and the Steelers are going to be without Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt on defense. Yeah, so it's going to be tough for them. Um, I know the Chargers struggled recently. Um, so much so excited to doubt uh, starting Justin Herbert at quarterback this week and putting in Justin Fields instead, but I'm going to hold off on that. Um it, it, listen, I, I picked the Chargers, Gold Bolts. I've got the Bolts going really far this year. Um, I, I hope that they can be semi-right. All right, so we're all on Chargers. And then Monday Night Football, boys, your favorite. Giants back in the primetime spotlight. They go to Tampa, the strip club capital of the world, to face the defending champion Bucks. Right now it is Tampa minus 11, over-unders at 49 and a half. Tampa – 11-point favorite, I don't know. I think that's Vegas thinking that their defense is going to absolutely dominate the game and that their offense is going to light it up. I don't think the Giants' defense is the way that they're playing right now is going to get lit up. So I would definitely take the Giants plus the 11. I'm still picking the Bucks to win the game just because I think that they've got enough umph to put points on the scoreboard. Uh, but do not be surprised if the Giants, just like they did in prime time against the Chiefs, make this a one-possession football game late. Uh, 100% agree. We yeah. saw last week what happens um, still continuously. If you pressure Brady, disrupt timing, you can beat him and get him to throw a couple turnovers. Yep. The Giants have started to actually get some turnovers on defense. Um, I think the defense has had a week now to kind of rest up any little nicks and injuries. So I think Ojalari's got fresh. five and a half sacks. He leads the team. I expect him to have a game. Um, I think uh, they're going to – I think Graham's going to throw some really crazy blitzes at Brady and throw him off, and I think it's going to work. Um, and I think the Giants' offense will do just enough to keep this a close game. I'm going to be crazy and say that the Giants are going to win just because that's who I am. But regardless of that pick or not, I don't think it's going to be but a one-possession game. All right, Alex, where are you going with this one, Bucks or Giants? Um, so, I agree with Bucks. Uh, um, I, I was not comfortable with the Giants at the beginning of the season. They were going out terrible. Last 
Um, that being said, I, I will preface this by saying that I do think it'll be within one score. Uh, the same reasons that I thought it was going to be a one-score game when the Bucs to New England. Um, we have a lot of personnel and we have a lot of coaching staff that are very familiar with Tom Brady and what he does. They know how to counter what he's moving. Um, and the, oddly enough, the, the Buccaneers are not an unfamiliar team to the Giants recently. So yeah. we've got a couple games down there. Tampa's flown up there and had a couple games with us. So we, we have some history with them. I've been to most of those games. I will not be at this Monday, but um, – Pick the Bucks. I just won't be surprised to see the Giants, who are coming off of a good, a good building exercise, um, to pull off an upset here against the Buccaneers. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. All right, yeah. I mean, let's face it. The Bucks last year won the Super Bowl, and the Giants had them beat if it wasn't for a pass interference call late in the game. So yep. it's it's certainly possible. We'll see. Um, you know, the Giants are. Like every other team in the league, though, they're week to week, and there's still a lot of prove it to me that has to be done. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, The picks this week, we are all on the Patriots. We're all on the Browns. Alex has the swing pick with the Jaguars, while the rest of us have the Niners. We're all on the Bills. Alex has another swing pick with the Jets, where the rest of us are on the Dolphins. Alex has another swing pick with Washington. The rest of us have the Panthers. 50-50 50-50 split with the Bears. Matt and Alex, my dad and I, are both on the Ravens, who they'll probably lose, and I'll be okay with that. Another 50-50 split. Matt and Alex on the Saints. My dad and I are on the Eagles. We're all on the Titans. Uh, 50-50 split. Vikings and Packers. Matt and I with the Packers. Alex and my dad, Skull. Bengals, Raiders is a 50-50 split. Alex and my dad with the Raiders. Matt and I with the Bengals. Another 50-50 split. Seahawks. <laughs> Alex, Cardinals, Matt, my dad. Cowboys, Chiefs, Alex has the swing pick there with the Chiefs with all chalk on Chargers. And Matt gets his swing pack, his swing pick with the um, the Giants on Monday Night Football. So we'll see. Uh, week 11 definitely has uh, some compelling matchups. The, uh, the records are starting to take shape so that you can see the teams that are potentially in the hunt for possible playoff position. Um, so now is when, I mean, let's face it, it's middle November, you get close to Thanksgiving time. This is when football really becomes football. So it should be a great week. Uh, we hope that you enjoy listening to the show. We hope you enjoy watching football this weekend. Um, as always, it's uh, been a pleasure to do the show with you gentlemen. It's been another lovely edition of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. And we will see you next week.